0: I was so blessed when I learned that Pastor Joel and his family were, was in the mission field and your church supported them for years and then he came back and he's now your pastor. That blessed my heart so much. It is an honor to be here with you today this morning to open the word and to tell you a little bit about our ministry, Promise Child. Um, I'm delighted also um, that you are the first church to have our brand new Promise Child evangelism packs. And so we'll talk about these in just a few minutes. So if you have your Bible or your Bible apps, and I hope that you do, would you please open them to Acts chapter 14? In just a moment, I think we'll have a slide up that'll show our ministry. Acts chapter 14. Today is going to be a little bit different than what Joel does in his exegetical verse by verse teaching. Uh, We're actually going to get a mission update. The church in Antioch sent out Paul and Barnabas, and when they returned home on their missions journeys, they would collect the entire church together and share what God had done. So Acts 14 is where we'll start. Let's pray. Master, we are so grateful for you. Lord, as I walked in the sanctuary and I saw just these these high ceilings, Lord, I was reminded that we are to elevate you, that your name is to be lifted high, and that you are so worthy And so, Jesus, we praise you this morning for being our all in all. Thank you, God, for saving us. Thank you for drawing us to yourself. And, Lord, thank you for the responsibility that we have to tell others. Thank you, God, that your Holy Spirit dwells in us and that that through your Holy Spirit this morning you could speak to us through your word. And so we pray, God, that your word would penetrate our hearts. We pray, God, that we would learn more about you today and that we would accept the challenge of telling people about Jesus And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Acts chapter 14, verse 27 says, And when they arrived and gathered the church together, they declared all that God had done with them and how he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. Now this word declared here literally means to report or to speak or to tell. And what is it that they were telling? Well, they were reporting all the wonderful things that God was doing amongst the Gentiles. This word Gentiles is an interesting word. Of course, when we think of the word Gentiles, we instantly think of non-Jewish people, and that is true. But in the Greek, the word Gentiles is ethnos. It means peoples or nations. It's the same word that is used in the Great Commission in Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20. Scriptures that I'm sure you're familiar with that say, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always, even until the ends of the age. So the word here for make disciples of all nations, the word nations, is also ethnos. It's the exact same term used for Gentiles. So the Apostle Paul was returning, and he called the entire church together to tell everyone about what God was doing amongst the peoples or amongst the nations. And this is what we're going to do this morning. In light of this, let's take a few minutes to look at the gospel itself. If you wouldn't mind turning to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. At Promise Child, we are all about the gospel. You see, as believers, the gospel shapes everything about us. When I think about the gospel, there are many things I think about, but I always think about a quote from the evangelist George Whitfield. He says, Other men may preach a gospel better than I, but no man can preach a better gospel. You see, you and I may not always perfectly preach the gospel, but the gospel itself is perfect. But the question that we need to ask ourselves this morning in light of the gospel is do we care enough to share the gospel with people? Well, the prince of preachers, Charles Spurgeon, said this about the gospel. Someone asked, will the heathen who will, never, who will never hear the gospel be saved? And Charles Spurgeon replied by saying, it is more a question with me whether we who have the gospel and fail to give it to those who have not can be saved. Now, there is a lot theologically in a statement like that, and we are not going to break it down this morning, but I hope a quote like that stirs our hearts. I hope that we begin to understand that our call as Christians is to tell others about Jesus. We should have a burning desire in our soul to have Christ be known. It is my hope and prayer that as we leave today, that we will be... uh, Encouraged That we will have a deeper understanding of the gospel and the weightiness and responsibility that we have to make it known to others. Well, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 5, lays out the gospel in simple terms. Starting in verse 1, it says, Now I make known to you, brethren, the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received, In which you also stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast to the words which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I deliver to you. As of first importance, what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. And so we see the simple gospel is that Christ came and died for our sins, he was buried, and he rose again according to the scriptures. This is good news for a broken world. The work of missions is all about the gospel. The gospel is not about compassion ministries. The gospel is not about social justice. The gospel is not about feeding people or construction projects or bringing clean water to people. The gospel is not about doing things. The gospel is about bringing people this good news about Jesus. You see, if we do missions without the gospel, we are just making people more comfortable Before they spend eternity in the lake of fire. So, before you leave this place as an ambassador of Christ, before you leave this place as a missionary, whether it be in your home, at your workplace, within your community, or to the ends of the earth, we have to understand exactly what the gospel is. It would not be right to talk about the gospel without looking at it through the eyes of the Apostle Paul. And so this morning, I want to kind of take you backwards on a journey through Romans. So if you would, turn to Romans chapter 15. Romans chapter 15. Many say that this was the greatest missionary letter ever written, the book of Romans. The Apostle Paul, in Romans chapter 15, starting in verse 18, gives the reason why he wrote this letter. He starts out by saying, "For I will not presume to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me, resulting in the obedience of the Gentiles by the word, by word and deed, in the power of signs and wonders, in the power of the Spirit. So that from Jerusalem and all around, as far as Illyricum, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ, and thus I aspire." to preach the gospel not where Christ was already named so that I might not build on another man's foundation but as it is written they who had no news of him shall see and they Who have not heard shall understand. And so in verse 19, we see the Apostle Paul has preached the gospel in the entire region, in Jerusalem and the surrounding areas. In verse 21, he clearly tells us that he wants to go where Christ has not yet been known. The Apostle Paul's heart was to reach people for Christ. Well, now we have to ask ourselves a question well, why? Well, turn back in your Bibles a few chapters to Romans chapter 10. The Apostle Paul gives us the reason why he's so burdened to tell people about Christ verse 8. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, one believes and is justified. And with the mouth, one confesses and is saved. The scripture says, Everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew or Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call upon him. For everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is good news. This is exciting news. But then Paul goes on and he asks the question, How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed, and how are they to believe in him in whom they have not heard, and how are they to hear without someone preaching? Paul goes on in verse 17 of chapter 10, a very important verse to us at Promised Child to say, "Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ." In essence, what Paul is saying is my work is done here in this region. I have completed the work here. Will you, the church in Rome, partner with me reaching unreached peoples in Spain? Paul is asking the church in Rome to partner. Will you partner with me? And this is the same question that we are asking you today on behalf of Promise Child. Will you partner with us? Will you partner with us so that we might further the gospel and Bring it to people who have yet to hear. We'll turn back to Romans all the way to chapter 1 as we take our journey backwards to further understand Paul's burden for the gospel. Look at Romans chapter 1 verse 1. Paul's very identity was wrapped up in the gospel. Romans chapter 1 verse 1 says, Paul, a bondservant of Christ Jesus, called as an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God. And so Paul begins by identifying himself. He is a servant or a slave of Christ. He is one set aside for the, for, as an apostle. And then he is set apart for the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel is a large part of Paul's identity. He goes on in the next 12 verses of chapter 1 to talk about how excited he is to hear that they've been proclaiming their faith all around the world, and he says that he longs to be with them. And then look at what he says in verse 14. Paul says, I am under obligation both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to the wise and to the foolish. So for my part, I am eager to preach the gospel to you also who are in Rome, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So Paul introduces himself, he tells them exactly what he's about. That is the gospel of Jesus Christ, and then he says, I am under obligation to preach it. And then look in verse 16, the Apostle Paul gives us the answer to the question, what is the gospel? The gospel is the power of God for salvation to all who believe. The gospel is power. It allows salvation to come to those who believe in it. The gospel message is the key to us having a right relationship with God. This is where the Apostle Paul was as he wrote this letter to the Romans. He had this roar in his soul for lost people, for sinners who were condemned just like him. You see, the gospel is for lost people, wouldn't you agree? The gospel is for sinners. Listen, we have to establish the fact that the Apostle Paul loved people so much that he was willing to tell them the truth about who they were so that he could then tell them the truth about who Jesus is. Let me say that again because I think it's profound. And I don't say very many things that are profound. The Apostle Paul loved people so much that he was willing to tell them the truth about who they were so that he could then tell them the truth about who Jesus is. You see, church, this is true love. It is a trustworthy statement, meaning that you can establish truth on this statement. It is sure. It is believable. It is a trustworthy statement deserving full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, among whom I am foremost of all, said the Apostle Paul. Jesus came to save sinners. We should be excited to declare that's what we are this morning. We are sinners because it is a mandate. You have to be a sinner to be able to be saved. Sinners are not disqualified from coming to God because Jesus came to save them. Many preachers today are intentionally taking words like sin or sinning or sinners out of their messages because they don't want to offend people. They want people to feel comfortable. They want people to have their best lives now. But I want you to hear the truth this morning. Pastor Joel wants you to hear the truth. The pastoral staff here at Calvary Chapel Edmonds wants you to hear the truth. Romans chapter three, verse 23 is the truth. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Now, if we are to be imitators of Christ, if we are to walk in the footsteps of Jesus, we absolutely have to wrap our arms around this concept that Christ came into the world to save sinners. Those who are sick, those who are broken, those who are downtrodden, those who are wretched, those who are despised, those who are unlovable. These are the people that Christ came for. And if these things bother Jesus enough to give up his glory and to come to this pit of sin to seek and save those who are lost, shouldn't we who are saved in his name have a burden to tell people about Jesus? The Bible says this in Acts chapter 4 verse 12 that there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that is given among men by which they meet Salvation doesn't come through Muhammad. Salvation doesn't come through power or wealth or higher education or woke culture. Salvation comes through one name alone, and that name is Jesus. And because of this truth, you and I, we've been given this great commission. And I love what the missionary to China, Hudson Taylor, said about the great commission. He said, the great commission is not an option to be considered. It is a command to be obeyed. The gospel being proclaimed through our lips is a command in scripture. P.R. Breezy said this about the gospel. We are debtors to every man to give him the gospel in the same measure in which we have received it. And how did we receive the gospel? Freely. You and I, we freely received the gospel and we should freely give the gospel to others. And so the question Paul is asking the Roman church is, will you help me accomplish this goal? It is the same question that Promised Child is asking you today. Will you help us accomplish the goal of seeing the name of Christ elevated and lifted high by preaching the gospel to lost sinners will you the church here at Calvary Chapel Edmonds help us reach the lost if you have your evangelism packs with you I hope that you do we spread them out throughout the church so if you don't have your evangelism plaque please just jump up and find a pack make sure you have it in your hand I'm so excited to share this with you guys uh, this evangelism pack came about through a personal conviction of mine. You see, being able to go into the mission field often for ministry and taking teams into the field, a lot of times we prepare our hearts for going into the mission field. And so for me to preach the gospel to 5,000 people, it's never easy. There's always some anxiety to it, but it's a privilege, and my heart's ready. And so I, I've, I've preached the gospel to as many as five, 6,000 Sudanese refugees, in closed countries in Asia, we've had groups of thousands of people come, and, and I've preached the gospel. But well, my personal conviction was I have a hard time preaching the gospel here. Sometimes I have a hard time sharing with my own family or the waitress or, or someone that's helping me around the house. And so, so this was born from a personal conviction. I love what Charles Spurgeon said about gospel tracks. He said, when preaching and private talk is not available, you need to have a track ready. A good striking track. Now, these are our promised child tracks. I think this is a good striking track. This is what Spurgeon said. A good striking track or none at all. But a touching gospel track may be the seed of eternal life. Therefore, do not go out without your track. And so I know pastors that never leave the house without a gospel tract, and, and I was convicted, and so I ordered some Gospel of John's for my own personal use, and then I thought, what if we write our own gospel track? What if I can have those with me all the time, and and at any time, I feel like the Holy Spirit telling me to go give it to somebody. I can give them the Gospel of John, a nice ESV booklet. I I saw in your welcome packs you give away Gospel of John's, and then this, this promised child track that we'll talk about a little bit more, and it may possibly lead people to Christ. It might be a seed for somebody. Did you guys know that Hudson Taylor who was a missionary in China for 51 years. He founded the China Inland Missions that has since sent out thousands of missionaries and planted hundreds of churches. This guy, Hudson Taylor, was saved through a gospel tract. He was a 17-year-old heathen who enjoyed reading. And so he went into his father's study to, to look for something to read, and he found gospel tracts, and he began to read them. And after reading a gospel tract, this is what he said. There was nothing that I could do but fall down on my knees and accept the Savior and his salvation and praise him forever. After reading a gospel track, he said, there's nothing I could do but fall on my knees. I just heard a story of a friend of mine whose father was at a point, he was rocked with discouragement and depression. He just despaired of life itself. He didn't want to go on living anymore anymore. He didn't know what the purpose or meaning of life was, and somebody gave him a gospel tract. And as Spurgeon said, a touching gospel tract may be the seed of eternal life. After reading that tract, my friend got on his knees, and he confessed his sin to Jesus. And he gave his life to God. And he served him for 32 years, and now he's a Calvary Chapel pastor. Well, I heard about a friend of mine in my life group, uh, Mike, who simply was given a gospel of John. And he read through it and gave his life to Christ. And so I thought to myself, what if we put these two things together? What what could we do to challenge people to to reach their own communities? Because our passion is unreached people groups. Our, our, Our passion is going to tough places like South Sudan and countries in Asia that are closed. And Haiti, the most dangerous country in the world that you're going to hear more about Today, that's our passion. But I thought I also want to reach people in my own community. I want to stir people up to reach people in their own community. So this is the challenge that I have for you today. Would you consider praying over who the Lord might lead you to give these to? Maybe it's a family member, maybe it's somebody at work. I know for me now I keep these in my car every single time I go to have a bite to eat. I leave this for the person that brought me the food. And I say, hey, there's a little something in there for you. I give a good tip, by the way. Don't give a a cheesy tip and leave a gospel track. That would be horrible. But I give a nice tip and I say, hey, there's something in there that I think if you have the time to read, it will really encourage your heart. So here's what we're looking at. And if you can open up your your gospel track, it says on the left-hand side, we'll help you reach someone here. And that's by giving you these materials. Now, these materials... Um, We put these together, we would say probably this whole packet costs around $3 a piece. So one of two things are going to happen. You're going to take this, you're going to be convicted by God's word today, you're going to be excited to share the gospel, you're going to put this in your car, you're going to pray over it, you're going to give it to someone and just pray that God will open the door for them to come to Christ, or you're just going to throw it in the trash can but I wanted you to know it's, it's $3 from our ministry that would be you know, right in the trash can. So I hope that you don't do that. But if you would, take out the gospel tract itself. This was based on our theme scripture. So if you look at this, um, it starts out by sharing Acts 2.39, for the promise is for you and your children, to all who are far off, to as many as the Lord our God will call to himself. And so we're explaining what is that promise? Well, that promise is the promise of salvation to all who believe. And so then we break down uh, very simply, who is God? There's a page about that. Who is man? And then who is Jesus. And then, of course, they keep going, and what is our response? And so it tells people what they need to do with the information that they've been given and how they can come to know Jesus. Now, this page I'm super excited about. This is a QR code that has three different powerful gospel messages from three different preachers. And so people can use their phones, click the QR code, and go to the website and learn more about what they're reading in the tract. And then they could also click the QR code and download the Bible straight to their phone in audio format in over 1,500 different languages. So we're super, super excited about this. And at the end, there's a close, closing challenge for them. So this is for you to pray over and to give to somebody. On the right-hand side, you can help us reach someone there, meaning overseas. And so you, by sponsoring a child for $15 a month, can help us go minister the gospel to them. So this red booklet is for you just to learn a little bit more about what we do in ministry. Also, you would, fi- would find a... a a bookmark for your Bible with the, the books of the Bible on the back, because sometimes I can't find them all in the Old Testament. So I just like to have this in my Bible so that I can find it. So let me tell you a little bit more about the ministry.
1: Every child deserves to feel loved by their families, their communities, and by God. Yet in the world's poorest nations, countless children are living in dire conditions, Inadequate food, shelter, medicine, and education leave these often forgotten children in great physical poverty. Even more dire is that they exist in a spiritual poverty as well. Promise Child brings hope to children by meeting both material and spiritual needs. Just $15 a month supplies food, clothing, shelter, education, and hope for tomorrow. Promise Child also shares the gospel with each child to give them hope for eternity. You sacrifice a little. They benefit a lot. The gospel is shared and God is glorified. 100% of all sponsorship funds go directly to the child or designated project. For just $15 a month, you can give a child hope. It's simple, really. Sponsor a child today. PromiseChild.org
0: So that's what we do. At our core, we are a child sponsorship organization. And you may ask the question, well, what makes us unique? Well, there's just a few things that I want to share with you. Number one, we're affordable. There's a lot of child sponsorship organizations that are asking for as much as $45 a month. $15 a month, just about anybody can afford. Not everybody, but high schoolers, a young adult who has a job can afford $15 a month. The other thing is our 100% commitment. Our commitment is that 100% of every dollar given to child sponsorship goes directly to providing for the needs of children. God put that on my heart 19 years ago. Next year will be our 20th year. And so far, every single person that has sponsored a child, 100% of that money has gone forward. Now, you may ask, well, okay, what do you do with all the money that come, all the other money that comes in? Well, we, the reason we can give 100% is because people generously give to general You may say, well, how much of general fund do you pay on payroll and staffing and other things like this? 4% we run on a 4% operating overhead. And so 96% of every dollar that comes into the organization goes back out into the mission field. And let me give an example of this because you have been partnering with us in Haiti and Pastor Leo. So we brought the accountability arm to Pastor Leo and and we're raising awareness for what he's doing. He's doing a marvelous work. And so you a while ago gave a very large donation for Pastor Leo's church. We're going to raise the fund and And build him a new church. And so we took that money, and 100% of that donation went right into Haiti. Every month, you guys give money to Pastor Leo and to support Calvary Chapel Capation. 100% of that donation goes right into Haiti. We actually pay for the wiring fee. You gave for a tilapia farm. That money is still there, $10,000 is still in our account. 100% 100% of that money is going to be wired there when the time is right. It's so dangerous there. Not, now is not the time to build that. But when we have the ability to go there and visit, 100% of those funds will go directly to... Pastor Leo. And of course, we're all about the gospel. We don't water down anything. We're not about social justice only. Yes, we believe in social justice. It is a biblical mandate, but we are about telling people about Jesus. So you might ask the question, well, does child sponsorship really work? Does giving $15 a month, paying for food, clothing, and education, does it really make a difference in a child's life? Well, I want to share with you a couple stories of our children. We have hundreds of stories like this. Shushmita is from a closed country and after a very large earthquake hit this country, we went over with relief teams. Many Calvary Chapel teams came over and began providing relief to the high mountains of this particular region. And what we had on our heart from God was to start a girl's home, because what we knew is that many families were selling little girls into the sex trafficking industry to be able to provide food for the other siblings, and we heard that girls were living in caves, and and we just, our hearts were broken, and so we began to pray that God would bring us the girls, and then Calvary Chapel teams from all over the world started coming over, we rented a home, we started fixing it up, we furnished it, and we still didn't have the approval to start a home, so for six months, Teams came into that building and they prayed in that building. We worshiped in that building where these girls were going to be housed. And we prayed, God, would you bring the girls that need you most? Would you bring the girls that want to the girls?" Our heart, as it is in any of our children's home, where we have children full-time in our care, is that children will come to know Christ. And I'm excited to share with you that just a couple of months ago, she committed her life to Jesus. She was the first one in our girls' home to be baptized. Now, this picture of the worship team, these are the girls in our home. These were just little girls when they came in the home. They're growing up in Christ All of their needs are paid for through $15 a month child sponsorship. So anytime we have children full time in our care, uh, like we do in South Sudan, like we do in Haiti, we have our children multiple sponsored uh, to meet the budget. And so our need in Haiti is about 40. We need 40 people to commit to $15 a month to completely have that work covered. Food, clothing, education, medical, caretakers, transportation, everything they need is taken care of. Um, But I wanted you to hear from Sushmisa herself. She's a quiet girl, so you'll have to have your ears on to be able to hear. She starts off by saying, which in her local language means, Christ is victor.
2: Hello and Jai My name is Susmita Blon and I am, I live in uh, promised child Nepal in Kathmandu and uh, I am in 11th grade now and um, my hobbies are to um, go to church and tell children about God's words and I am, recently I am uh, planning to join tailoring class, and I'm, I know a little bit about baking, and I love uh, baking also. And I love to watch movies with my friends and sisters. I like, I like to go different places. And um, thank you for your support, and thank you for your prayer. Thank you a lot.
0: Does $15 make a difference in the life of a child like Shumita? You know that it does. It led her to Christ. Andy Simon in the country of Uganda lost his father when he was five years old. His mother was unable to pay the school fees, barely able to feed him when he came into our program. We sustained him through high school through a fund that we have called the Jeremiah Fund. We were able to send Andy Simon to college. He became a teacher, started working at the Calvary Chapel School in Midigo. Uh, and then I noticed something about, about Andy Simon. I noticed a gift he had, his love for God's word, his love for people. And so I challenged him to pray about going to the school of ministry at Calvary Chapel Soroti. It's a 15-month program. About a year after I challenged him, he, he called me up and said, Pastor Brent, he said, I think I want to go to that program. And he went to that program. He graduated that program and in 2016, when the Sudanese crisis happened, when 300,000 Sudanese refugees flooded into our area of Uganda, we hired Andy Simon full-time as one of our field workers. Today, Andy Simon is one of our directors over other field workers for Promise Child. This kid knows what it's like to be hurting. This kid also knows what it's like to be supported. And so, um, sorry my controller keeps going off here. And so I want you guys to hear a little bit more about Andy Simon. Um, This is one of the things that he just posted on social media. He's on Facebook, by the way, if you wanted to find him. But he asked this question, what does it mean to be strong? And I want to encourage you, if you're here this morning and, and you've been hurting... You're broken. You feel weak. I just want to read the couple paragraphs that he just posted. This young man is posting about every three days a new devotional. He loves God's word, and he was one of our youngest children in Uganda that we began supporting. So this is what he asked. He asked, uh, what does it mean to be strong? He says, I find it helpful to read through Joshua, Joshua 1. Joshua 1.9 says, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous, do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. These comforting words can apply to all of us as we seek to live a good life and overcome our unique challenges. By the way, this is unedited. This is the young man that went to school, who wasn't even able to go to school, and he's received a great education. And then he says, What does it mean to be strong? Part of being strong is of being of good cheer, it means trusting in the Lord as our true source of strength in Joshua's case he didn't have all the answers for the challenges before him but he was counseled to go forward anyway acting in faith like Joshua we can have all the answers we we don't have all the answers to our personal challenges but God promises that when we turn to him for guidance we will succeed he says God is all-powerful God is all-knowing he has the answers and the strength we need to face the challenges before us. He was with Joshua, and he will be with us. And then he, he quotes Acts 2.39, For the promises for you and your children, to all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord God calls to himself. And he finishes with, Christ is all in all. This is one of our children, who received $15 a month support, and that had a huge impact in his life. And then he decided to give his, uh, try his hand at acting. Um, this is what I want to do now, is introduce you to a ministry we work with. It's called Faith Comes by Hearing. This is an audio solar powered Bible that as many as a hundred people can be in a room and listen to. And so what we do is we take this all over the world and we start audio Bible listening groups for people who are illiterate, people who can't read the Bible. And so when the Sudanese crisis came over, there were 300,000 people there, we brought 5,000 of these units and started Bible listening programs throughout the entire camp. And God was bringing so much healing. But then all the local churches started saying, well, hey, what about us? Why can't we listen to the audio Bible? Why can't we have midweek services like this? What about the people in our churches that can't read? So we started bringing these proclaimers over, and now there are listening groups in 17 different regions all over Uganda. So we've brought this program also into uh, Haiti and to some of our other closed countries. And so God is doing miraculous things through these. Odeke is a man that got saved through the proclaimer and then heard God say, take this proclaimer to a specific people group. Just start walking and I'll tell you when to stop. And Andy Simon decided to do the reenactment of this story for us. So he acts in this film, Odeke.
2: Can God use a willing vessel?
3: <laughs>
4: no, no, no.
2: Odeke was a Muslim. He had the gospel, and after many months made the difficult choice to reject the religion of his people and put his faith in Jesus. He was miraculously saved, and his life was transformed. Being illiterate, his knowledge of the Word of God was limited. He longed to know more of the Bible and prayed that God would help him to learn it so that he could share the good news with his people. God heard Odeke's prayers. He received a proclaimer through Promise Child and was trained by a faith comes by hearing leader. A listening group in his village began and Odeke spent hours each week listening to the word of God with his neighbors. Many in his home village believed in Jesus after hearing the scripture. One night in a dream, God spoke to Odeke and told him to take the Proclaimer and walk down a road. He walked for many, many miles, past village after village, asking God for direction. Finally, he came upon a very small village, and he knew God wanted him to stop and share the Proclaimer with them. He announced to the village leaders that God had sent him to share the good news with them. They welcomed him and said they would like to hear this news. Gathering under a mango tree, the entire village listened in amazement at the words that came from Odeke's black box. The air was flooded with the word of God. They were overwhelmed by the love this uneducated and untrained man had shown to them. Months later, our team drove down the same red dirt road to meet this group of believers. Dancing, shouts of jubilation, and tearful worship in the local language rang out as we greeted them. Villagers shared testimonies of how they have been changed by the scriptures. Those who drank put their bottles down. Those who abused put down their sticks. Those who were angry with their neighbors put down their grievances and loved one another. Those who had no hope, those who were separated from God, those dying in their sin, were turned from darkness to light. Surrendering their lives to the Jesus they have heard about in their own language from the Proclaimer. They have been saved. Odeke's story is a fruit of many ministries working together. Faith comes by hearing, who produced the Proclaimer, Promised Child who delivered the unit and provided the training, the local church who is discipling the new believers and planting new churches, and the generous donors who make all these ministries possible. Together, we can reach the whole world with the Word of God. Can God use a willing vessel? The simple answer is, absolutely.
0: So that's Andy Simon as Odeke. I wanted you to hear from Andy Simon himself so that he might answer the question, does child sponsorship really work? So just a couple of days ago, I asked Andy to grab his phone and to send us a message. So here he is.
4: Hi, I'm Andy Simon, one of the beneficiaries from this child. After losing my father at the age of five, my mother could just try and struggle. I thank God that Promised Child stepped in. He paid me through my high school and took me to the college. I was trained as a professional teacher. Now, I was taken later to school of ministry. Today as I talk, Promised Child has hired me as the regional coordinator for Medigo area. I'm happy. God is using me uh, greatly through promised child. I was introduced to Jesus Christ. I gave my life to Christ. Now I'm serving him. I'm happy that what they have given me is life, and I will continue to give the glory back to him. God jesus christ alone can save you thank you promised child i am andy simon on behalf of all the promised child children i want to thank god and thank you the sponsors of all the promised child children you have been praying and supporting it is helping transforming the lives of the children in the community by bringing them the message of Jesus Christ and also the support that you've been giving has been allowing them to be fed, to be taken to school and all the necessary health medications have been provided. I'm so proud and grateful for God for using you. It is simple, support the children, continue to pray for them. It will have an impact on them greatly as it has already had. I'm one of the testimonies. You supported me, and I am supporting the children in through my prayers and the disciples' classes. In Jesus' name, I thank you, all the sponsors. Continue praying and supporting the children. glory goes back to God. Thank you.
0: Well, now that you've been introduced to the Proclaimers and the power of the audio Bible, I want to share with you... Uh, the greatest missions moment that I had in the mission field, and it was this past summer. I've been doing missions for over 20 years. We went to a Congolese refugee camp, and God put on our heart to do a conference for a thousand of these broken, wounded, hurting, bitter, angry Congolese refugees. And so what we did was a three-day trauma healing conference for a thousand of them, and then we distributed... Uh, audio Bibles to every single person there so that they can go back into the refugee camp and start audio Bible listening groups. But in the process, at the end of the trauma healing, which is done through the Bible Society, we gave everybody pieces of papers and pens, and we told them to write out their pain, to write out dear God, write out their hurts, write out their wounds write out the angers about having their their spouses, their children killed, them being raped, and they started to write on paper. And then we had them take it to the cross and burn it. And it was a powerful, powerful moment that I want you guys to experience with me this morning.
3: Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing our great Redeemer's praise. As we came to the close of our three-day trauma healing program in the Congolese refugee settlement, The pinnacle of the training was pouring our hurts to God. Over 1,000 Congolese wrote letters that started with Dear God. From the time the exercise began, over 1,000 refugees never lifted their eyes off their pages, ferociously pouring their wounds out on their notepads, thoughts focused, pens swiftly filling line upon line, and fingers flipping through the pads for fresh pages. Dear God, Dear God, Dear God, Dear God, help me with the sleepless nights. Help me overcome the constant fear, the memories of the rape, abduction, murder, and violence. Dear God, I don't want to remain hopeless any longer. Dear God, I don't have the ability to forgive those who betrayed, violated, and murdered my family. I want to obey you, but Dear God, Dear God, dear God, dear God, dear God, I cry out to you to help me in my time of need. Show me that I have not been forgotten. Show me that you are still with me. Dear God, I don't want to remain hopeless any longer. Tears poured down a thousand faces. The release of pain and the chains of bondage breaking was palpable. Dear God, dear God, dear God, rip. Pages tore out of notebooks, followed by the rumble of feet on the red African clay, walking to a plain box at the base of a large wooden cross, in the center of all the people. One by one, two by two, in ripples of hundreds, tears flowing, they came and filled the box with the written outpouring of their hearts. Then, we ignited the box, and the written agony went up in flame. Then it happened. Rising with the smoke of a thousand laments came the sounds of rejoicing, shouts of praise and dancing. Like crashing waves, they stomped in victory, hands lifted high with jubilant shouts of worship. Congolese refugees surrounded the flaming box of hurt at the base of the cross, their passion burning hotter with the glowing blaze. The presence of the Holy Spirit at that moment was like nothing I have ever felt in my life. This is what heaven looks like. This is what freedom feels like. This is what heaven sounds like. We praise you. We praise you. This is hope renewed. This is surely what it feels like to have the weight of the world lifted off of your shoulders. This is the purest, unadulterated moment of worship I have ever experienced. This is why Promise Child came. Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing our great Redeemer's praise.
0: God's word can bring healing like that. It was such an incredible experience when they started dancing. It was like they just released the pain. They just released the hurt. Sorry. I haven't shown this video at a church yet. Okay. So I want you to hear from Pastor Rob Douglas. And his ministry, I know that he's come here to speak and he said some of you sponsor children through Promise Child. We partner with Pastor Rob in South Sudan, a place that has been ravaged with war. And I want you to hear from Pastor James Nika. Rob just produced this video. He wanted me to bring you greetings and to let you know that child sponsorship really does work.
5: of the Earth's Ministry is a partnership with indigenous leaders and change-makers in some of the most remote, dangerous places in the world. We seek to nurture the physical and spiritual needs of communities living in isolation, suffering the ravages of war and exploitation.
4: And this was the health center. But you see now the destruction, all the wall is in ruin because it was destroyed by the bombardments. After some time, it was turned to be the prison. When helicopters started bombing, the neighbors started running. Even one of our house, the roof was shot. And bullet, the whole night, the whole night, no sleeping. Juba was on fire.
5: People were shooting the guns and I saw even they were coming with their torches searching for us.
2: The
5: grandpa was so desperate and hungry, he sold this young girl away for the sake of food, and that is happening so often in this area. Some people have run away, people are scattered like animals.
4: Very many people lost their life,
2: Yeah, it's not easy.
5: Mm. Since 2005, we have provided access to medical care for those suffering and dying from preventable diseases we have been able to establish the first medical clinic in a region where sickness and poverty claim over half of the children's lives. Since the start of our first school in 2008, our teachers have committed their life to empower, encourage, and equip students faced with the realities of civil war. With the help of child sponsorship, families are able to send their children to school.
0: Let's look at the the kids that have the greatest need. Those will be the ones we want to do first.
5: South Sudan is a new nation. We need human resources. But our people have not been in school. And so what we are looking for is to raise up children who are full of integrity for building this nation.
4: It is very common in our country for young girls to get married in early age because the parents consider them as the source of wealth. That is why mostly you find it is only boys who are going to school. But some parents realize the goodness of education and they have discouraged early marriage and they know that when the girls go to school, they will not become suffering women in the future. They will be helpful to the community as well as to the country.
5: Now people are experiencing a great change in their community. Even the community now are bringing their children. We have created a home that has been a place of refuge.
4: And we love them so much. I take the whole role of a mother at home. That's why you hear them call me mama.
5: Our caretakers are devoted to teaching necessary life skills building spiritual foundations and showing unconditional love, providing an environment of health, hope and trust. I feel like yeah, this is now my family. I thank God really for what he has did in my life.
4: I will be now raising the people of my community, leading my people in
5: a good way. We have the people And we have the vision. We just need the resources. Together, we can restore hope to the ends of the earth.
0: Yes! (sighs) So child sponsorship is saving the lives of children in South Sudan. And now let me close by showing you one more video from the Haiti Children's Home. I'm pretty sure you've seen this video before, but I want you to pay special attention. This was shot about two years ago when we were there. Pay attention to the size of the children because I'm gonna give you an updated photo right after this video so that you guys can see how much they've grown. Haiti is one of the poorest countries in the world. I remember hearing the stories of people making mud cakes, a mixture of dirt, butter, and salt. Fighting off hunger pains by eating dirt. This is a situation in Haiti
1: years ago, and things have only gotten worse. In 2014, I came to Haiti, and we met Pastor Leo in Cap-Haitien, and we've been working together ever since.
4: The needs are so incredible here. They report that every day there's around a thousand kids that lose families here,
0: and they drop off the streets, hospitals, and different places. But just as desperate as the physical situation is the spiritual situation. The demonic realm, the voodoo, the witchcraft, mixed in with this false gospel has left the people in Haiti so lost and desperate for hope. I remember speaking with
1: Pastor Leo about a certain spot, about how the kids go eat from the garbage. I remember messaging Leo, hey Leo, what do you think about doing an orphanage? And he said to me, man, we've been praying for this for so long
5: and we put them
4: on a home and we take care of them, we feed them, we teach them, we raise them in the way of the Lord. And tomorrow they can become a new breed of leaders
0: to change Haiti. But the gospel brings hope. Paul said it this way in Romans chapter 15, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. As I got
1: into the word better, I understood the the story of the Bible, the, the story of the gospel is adoption and how God adopted us back into his family. And
4: I wanted to do the same thing. They are the most happiest kids here in Haiti right now because they feel so blessed right now. They have so much.
0: As we come alongside these children, we are not only providing them with food, clothing, shelter, and an education, we are bringing the hope of the gospel. And for us at Promise Child, this is what it's all about. So that was the children then and this is the children now. I just received these photos a couple of days ago. These are our girls and you can see how healthy they look. They're being well taken care of in a very challenging situation. Let me give you a final video. It's a one minute video from one of our sponsors. Hi, my name is Jim Needham and I'm
3: here in Haiti with Promise Child and I sponsor children for Promise Child have for several years. And let me tell you, 100% of the money is going for food, education, shelter, but more importantly, it's going for them to hear the Word of God. But Promised Child is a venue that is so important because it's going to children. And as you know, nothing is more important for them to get to know Jesus. More than just providing children with the opportunity of education and to eventually break the cycle of poverty, child sponsorship allows these children to know that they are seen and loved by God and by their sponsor families. I just wanna encourage all of you. I'm an old guy, some of you are young, some of you are middle-aged, whatever, do it. It's a wonderful blessing because the more we give, the more we share Jesus, we get it, we get the blessing. So see, Promise Child, we love it. God bless you all. You sacrifice a little, they benefit a lot. The gospel is shared, and God is glorified. It's simple, really. Sponsor a
2: child today.
0: So we'll help you reach someone here with the gospel packs that I hope that you'll pray and, and give to someone, and you can help us reach someone there through child sponsorship. So if you're interested in sponsoring a child today, They're available. We have profile cards for you in the back. And if you have any questions about the ministry, I'll be at the table in the back. God bless you guys.